It's a new day in the workroom and I'm back joined by Charlie Slays. Charlie, how are you keeping? Yeah, I'm good, sweetie. How are you? Good, good. We've got two episodes of Drag Race Hispania to get into episode four and five. By the time this comes out, episode six will have also aired, um, which we'll catch next time. So we're mm-hmm. slightly behind the curve. That's fine. Um, yeah. How, how did you find these two episodes high level as they sort of progress season three of Hispania? Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I'm i really enjoying this season. I'm really enjoying the Queens. I think yeah. they've got a good mix. I felt like we're getting into a bit of a mid-season lull. I don't know why, but I feel like there might have been, and we'll go into this obviously in a bit, but I felt like there was some maybe some kind of orchestrated tension. I don't know if that's just me, but I felt like there were some moments that were like, mm, I know that we're all kind of having a really nice time and getting on really well. We don't need to force it. You know, I think that the the Spanish queens traditionally are quite natural. And I really like that about Drag Race Espana. And mm-hmm. I just feel like maybe they're trying to have talking points as as these two episodes kind of developed. Are you I talking about the Petita Pink drama? Yeah, a little bit of that, I think, as well. Vanilla had a bit of a moment where she kind of, like, it looked like she had a bit of a mental breakdown and then walked out the room and came back in and was fine again. I don't know about that. It felt a bit weird, to be honest. And... I kind of liked it, though. Like, I kind of felt, yeah. you know, share this moment of, you know, mental health wobble with us to show that it's natural. And I get why. I think that Veneer has that thing that a lot of the seasoned queens have, I didn't say old, when they go on to Drag Race. And um, they're they didn't a- need to. Thank you. <laughs> and and then, I already read her for a makeup in the last episode and I feel really horrific about that. <laughs> I've had reoccurring nightmares of like, I was so mean and she's so lovely. Um, but they obviously have these big expectations, these queens mm. coming in. And obviously I think the pressure kind of mounts for them. And maybe if they're not smashing every challenge, winning loads of challenges, they suddenly think, oh my God, am I doing all right here? Am I just kind of skating by and I need to be really excelling and kind of showing myself and proving myself. And um, I don't know if you just have one of those kind of moments. And also if you watch any amount of reality TV, never have an episode where you're like, I feel like I'm losing my mojo or I'm just not feeling it. Cause mm. you normally go home on that episode. And I yeah. was like, oh my God, alarm bells are ringing. Veneer is not safe. She's going. That's what I thought. What I thought was kind of strange about it is how she left, mm. and then everyone kind of stood there, and then she moonwalked ish back into the room. Yeah, I was like, Grand mental health struggle <laughs> sorted. Let's move on. <laughs> and that's what I mean. It just felt a little bit forced. I don't know. And that, and I just hope we're not kind of going down that road now. I'm also really want to know when this flipping twist is going to happen. Like, yeah. you know. I'm just like, oh, I felt like it might have been coming maybe after the um, the horror episode in the Snatch Game one, maybe the goodies link there. And obviously, you know, Snatch Game is Snatch Game. Um, really interesting on that Snatch Game one. They kind of didn't mess about, did they? No. Like, so you came in, there was none of this like, well, I think I might be playing this person and, and advice. It was like, we're doing the Snatch Game, go. Yeah, and I, I kind of liked it. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was great. There was no Rue going like, aren't you sure you don't want to play St. Patrick? And we're yeah. like, no. <laughs> no. Let's talk about that one quickly. How did you feel during <laughs> oh, that oh, moment with Jumpers? Oh, like... <laughs> Not against Jumpers. Jumpers is trying to win a competition, but it was just like, I just hate Rue tampering with it. Like, yeah. just because you don't get the reference to doesn't mean it's not good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very true. Although sometimes I'm a bit like, I quite like when Rue sees them because Rue steers them towards the more older references. So yeah. team older reference. I'm like, okay, yeah, please. Because I have no idea who that person is and I want to be able to get the jokes. I know, but do you not feel like there is going to be a boundary on the depths of British culture that can be explored via Snatch Game because Rue doesn't know who they are? 
I mean, absolutely. And there probably are met queens that have gone through that have wanted to do certain characters that have steered away from it to keep it more like open to the American yeah. audiences. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to do, you know, someone from, I don't know, what was the Come Fly With Me program, <laughs> whatever they used to do. Like, <laughs> oh, you God. know, well, no, I think, did Jumpers not want to do Nadine Coyle? And then mm. it was encouraged yeah. to do St. Patrick. But like, think of the Kerry Katonas and the Natalie Cassidy's that we could have if Rue was able to just go, I don't know it, but I will rely on Graham and Alan to let me know if it's good or not. Yeah, but Rue doesn't want to do that because it's RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. <laughs> As we all know. Whereas in these more, I think in the more international seasons, they're a lot more open and they're just like, yeah, come in and do who you're going to do. Like, we're going to yeah. we're gonna live for it. We're going to enjoy it. And when you let the queens do what they want to do, like Gigi Good, they absolutely smash it out of the park because they're mm-hmm. confident in their impersonation and that's what snatch game is all about yeah yeah but no, obviously I... before that we had that horror one now are you a horror fan keen are you into horror films are you... I, I like horror films i wouldn't i kind of like saying i'm not a swifty because i don't feel i reach the threshold of lore to know the horror film but i love a good scare I but like I'm there's a lot of like back catalogue movies I haven't seen so like I've only seen Scream 1 for example I haven't seen right okay yeah Um, but yeah no I like horror what about you my limit is probably like the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror that's (laughs) like I'm like oh my god this is quite creepy um no I don't mind a bit of ooky spooky kooky um but I'm not a horror film fan and I felt like I was at a disadvantage two episodes in a row because I'm not a massive horror fan and then I didn't get a lot of the Snatch Game references and maybe my eye as a viewer was feeling that lull a little bit because I was Mm -hmm. like oh why don't you just like sing and dance to the new Kylie song because I would absolutely let's bring back the slow-mo challenge just do that every week like you know what I mean like that's kind of that's the how I'm... Damn challenge. <laughs> yes. Damn <laughs> yeah, well, look, I didn't really know necessarily what was going on in the the the. Well, I was able to follow the plot somewhat. I didn't think it yeah. was great, but that whole episode for me was a setup for Clover Bish to go home and then she didn't go home. Well, you had called it as well. I was thinking, wow, okay, Psychic King doing really (laughs) well here. I was like scarily impressed. I was like, he's absolutely fucking called it. She's going home. Like, I thought she was going home, genuinely. And I mean, uh, I think as well, I think Clover thought that she was going home. It's Mm -hmm. like, like, not a great challenge. However, probably the best lip sync we've seen in a very, very long time. I absolutely thought that they both murdered that lip sync and Mm -hmm. you know and telly has been a queen that i've not been maybe like the biggest fan of but found myself really i quite i quite love her towards the end i'm not gonna lie i had a little bit of a tear i was like kelly i felt quite sad about her kind of going home and i think that lip sync was so good and so emotional those lip syncs are always like those ones that really get you and Mm -hmm. um, so the end of it it felt like wow i just don't want either of those queens to go um and i did feel in the actual challenge itself um, the team that uh, did the best, so the team that was Team Rossa, I'm trying to remember, which we had Chloe. Team who? Team Rossa, wasn't it? Who had oh. the... Who were they? I don't have the colours down, but I have... I you know... Got... Is is this the team with Pink Chidora? Yes. So those guys, they... Yeah. They... El Guarantando, whatever. Yeah, so Hornella, uh, Pink Chidora. No, I'm so wrong. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Exactly. I'm thinking of the team that had... Uh... <laughs> the reporter with the massive boobs. Oh yeah, okay. Petita, Paquita, and yes. Bestia. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. one was probably one of the funniest acting challenges I felt like I'd watched on Drag Racing quite a long time. I think all three of them did a really, really good job. Yeah, but I thought Paquita did better than Petita. Uh, Paquita was brilliant in that. Absolutely smashed it. Yeah. In fact, 
it, I felt so sorry for Bestia because she got really shown up. And she was, you could see she was fighting. She was trying mm-hmm. to kind of relevant. But those two were just absolutely they yeah. were all over that stage. And they both did an absolute blinding job. I also think um, Hornella was robbed from being in the top as well. Like I thought nah, when she nah. entered that first one, the the orphanage one, um, like she was bringing all the comedy, the glasses, took off the sunglasses, the true glasses <laughs> underneath it. Like, you know, it was kind of odd. You know, Kelly, I don't really think Kelly deserved to be in the bottom per se, mm. you know, um, maybe for the look or whatever. But like, it was mm. sort of weird. She was the narrator. There was the creepy kids with the lollipops. And I was like, don't really know what's happening. Nope. And then when Hornella came in, I was like, okay, I'm actually able to follow this character, this sort of matronly matriarch who's kind of coming in and, you know, with some campy telenovela looks. And you know. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I thought, and I yeah. haven't really warmed to Hornella up to these two episodes. And I think in both episodes, she was robbed. One hundred thousand percent, absolutely, and I think that it shows, um, for me, like as a viewer, that she is now absolutely a queen to watch. I've yeah. got a video on her because she's killed two acting challenges in a row. Mm-hmm. She's been really, really well on the runways. She's liked by the queens. She's liked yeah. by the judges. I think she's in. She's going to do quite well going forwards, and is mm-hmm. definitely one to watch. And that's what's quite good at the moment. I feel like we're now starting to see like the front runners, and yeah. that feels a bit. It's like okay, I feel like people are starting to veer out in head. They also love a bit of Pinchadora. I don't think she can do much wrong at the moment. I don't love her. I'm kind of agreeing with you. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. There's something about her I'm just not warming to. And I don't know if it was this kind of like this double-faced vibe that was going on in the Snatch Game episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I kind of feel like that might be accurate. I don't know. We'll, we'll come back to Pinchadora when we get to Snatch Game because I didn't really have much high opinion of her necessarily in the other challenge. She was whatever, yeah. she was kind of safe. Um, yeah. Somebody that I think is definitely worth spending a moment on in the first episode is Visa. Yes. That okay. story of Visa's dad. I mean, like, first of all, I found her incredibly hot when she was banging that uh, balloon off the pit cruise. I don't know. <laughs> Something about the glint in her eye and the way she took time. I was like, oh, God, Visa. I've I never felt seen like that with Clover. I think Clover was, I was like, hi, Clover. Like, yeah, you're, I, I wanted to see some pegging Clover. action from Clover. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, was <laughs> always hot but I never really saw yeah. Visa in that way before and I was like oh hello something woke me and then that story they told like it's just like to break it down in that I have three memories of my dad yeah. him beating my mum him yeah. in hospital after the explosion and him dead like that's yeah. like a triptych of trauma yeah and you know what we I know that it's often kind of like mocked in the community about drag race kind of bringing out the trauma and all that kind of thing mm. but these workroom moments, especially in Drag Race Espana, feel incredibly genuine. They don't feel like this is a for a cameras moment. It felt like Visa really just took the opportunity to explain a bit of themselves, you know. And this is obviously an intense and horrific thing that she's gone through in her relationship with her father. And, um, you know, she was just very open and honest and I had such respect. And then to pay homage for that in a runway look you know what I mean it was just it was it was extremely powerful to be honest it really yeah was. now look it was 100% produced because the producer were like we're going this runway visa yeah. share yeah. the story it's time yeah with the audience yeah but like yeah. that's the only inauthentic thing about it because the story and how it was told and the emotion mm. you know you can't deny that no absolutely not and 
yeah, like kind of somebody I was rooting for, thinking they weren't getting their praise in the first three episodes, and then these two episodes, I think, like really singing the praise of Visa right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the in the acting challenge, didn't a good job. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the runway was, you know, I mean, an okay job. I think that Visa struggles with this. I think that sometimes they think they're funnier than they actually are. Okay. That after just been so lovely, and I think that when they relax and they're just kind of chill about it they mm. always do better like, I think they were better in Snatch Game than they were in the acting challenge yeah. in the acting challenge it was very much like oh I'm going to kill this I'm going to I'm going to absolutely smash this and it's like it wasn't that great but I don't think they had the best acting partner in Clover unfortunately mm. but it just felt very uncomfortable throughout the whole thing and it was yeah it was just not the best and Macarena in that one I mean we haven't really chatted much about yeah. Macarena yet I think Macarena is like the Mary Poppins type vibe character started kind of strong and it just kind of like plummeted for me I didn't feel like the character went anywhere other than I'm gonna wear this outfit and have a bit of a, a cockney worry and I've lived in the UK so I know what I'm talking about and it just I don't know it, it didn't really do anything for me to be honest I truly lost the plot of that scene of that scene being like what like why are they fighting yeah and yeah. Like you know, th- there's. I know this is an improv, but there's improv which is like you should never really fight because you can only take like you can only go. You can't build on a fight as easy as you can build on other sort of dramatic moments. So, yeah, I don't know. It was then strange, and then with her like in the talking heads being like, oh, the one secret to playing Mary Poppins is just clasping your hands, and the, and then like in a direct comparison to like Larry Poppins and like the the Broadway performance yes. from Danny yes. Beard. Oh my like, god! Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's how you do it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all in all, the acting challenges can be rough on Drag yeah. Race. They can be rough. These were not the worst I've ever seen or sat through. Mm-hmm. One of them, I would say, was actually, I really enjoyed it and laughed through most of it. And obviously, the first scene was a, a bit, yeah, I was with you with the two dead kids. Hornella definitely saved that one a little bit for me because yeah. I was feeling like, oh, I'm done, you know what I mean? And then she came in and kind of brought it all back. But that shows that was, I think, that was meant to be Macarena's job in the last one. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he reached that goal. And also, why was Maria back in it? I have no idea. <laughs> they were the three dead. No they were idea. the former governor, governoresses. But see, I, I guess I know The Others is a movie. I don't know what. El Guarando and Drag Wreck were supposed to be referencing necessarily. Oh, and I think Drag Wreck is like a found footage film from Spain that did really well about someone who's quarantined in an apartment and then it okay. turns out like a cannibal, which they did that. Okay. Well. Uh, the first one, I'm not so sure. I thought it was Human Centipede. And I was like, wow, we're in for a real treat on yeah. Drag now. You know, they've gone all out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't. So, yeah, I, I was like you. I think unless you're a... And that's the thing, not being a horror fan, I just felt mm. at a disadvantage throughout most of it. And I think with most good horror films, there's meant to be like a kind of really good twist at the end. And like none of the scenes, it felt like kind of lived up to that. Like there wasn't really a kind of reveal or twist. It didn't really feel I like think the, fir- the, f- the first one was that Hornella had killed the kids, I think. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. That was the only twist I remember. I don't remember the twist from Drag Wreck and I don't remember any twists. I'm trying to remove it from my memory, the last one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in contrast... Yeah, I honestly think one of the best concepts for a runway, my Loved my worst it. me. I thought mm-hmm. it was astoundingly good, yeah. and 
I think it was good because the queens were willing to be vulnerable and go there and and tell stories and open themselves up. Like I don't know. We let, let's go through that runway now, and we'll go through the other one later on. Maybe it might be the best way to do it, um, nice. and we can just touch on each of the looks because I think, like this, I know the other one was La Plumas, and I know we had we 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 discussed what the feather means in in Spanish culture or whatever previously. Yeah, but yeah. This one, I just think there's so much to talk about from six or seven different characters across yeah. there. Um, yeah. So again, we're looking at the looks on Drag Doll Looks, which I actually mm-hmm. saw, is it Jan and Crystal Method have started a review show and they shouted out Drag Doll Looks during the week oh, as well. So I love that. All the review shows are using Drag Doll Looks. Drag Doll Looks, who does all the hard work for us. And yeah, we're exactly. freaking grateful. <laughs> Thank you again. Um, so the My Worst Me, the, fir- the first one they're showing us here is is Visa who yeah. lights their hands on fire and then reveals like a sort of into a burnt dress and a burnt face. Yeah. I was close to tears of this. This like really moved me. A hundred percent. Totally. And I think one of the cleverest things about this, obviously we knew the context, which was fabulous, but I think even if you didn't know so much and why it was so emotional for Visa, mm-hmm. just this on its own was an amazing piece of art. Like it was. And one of the clever things that she did is in the actual reveal, it's the same outfit, but burnt. And so it took, I actually went back and watched the reveal moment a few times to see like how she managed to get that singed arm and everything else. And mm. just one big, massive piece of material, but she just did it so effortlessly. Mm. and with such emotion I mean the judges were gobsmacked you could see that and you could feel I love in those moments in Drag Race where you can feel the energy in the room on the main stage and you could feel that one it was just raw it was spectacular it really was what I liked a lot about you know the interpretation of it was people were doing their worst fears people were doing you know their insecurities people were doing the things that people don't like about them there Mm. was like a lot of different ways to view this one which I think made it so good yeah yeah it was very open to interpretation and i think as well that the um the the spanish queens are very good at taking these runways and then being creative with them they don't mm-hmm. do and they've done that throughout the past three seasons of drag race they haven't taken everything for just on paper you know they've, they've really been creative with it and like you said a lot of the queens took a very different you know i feel like the british queens might have come out and done well uh, my worst movie is that dad a massive spot so i'm going to be a massive spot like yeah. you know what I mean? like, <laughs> you know, these guys went to like emotional moments in their lives and mm. and stuff like that and yeah i i absolutely think it was a great great runway yeah it like reminds you of some of my favorite runways, like season seven. You know, they all imagine a way that they would die, like whatever the crystallized chicken or or Katya with the shark on her leg. That's oh, just yes. like someone that, or, or death. You know, death becomes, I think, is what it's called, yes. and uh, yeah. Violet's there with her, with her. You know, oh, like amazing. Um, yeah. And wasn't Ginger Minj like in the mouth of a bear? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or what was the season where they did my favorite body part? Was that seven as well? Oh, it, it might have been. It was seven. six, seven, or eight. It was around that time as well. Those yeah. are the ones I really like because they're really open for interpretation. Um, yes. like that as well, rather than like, you know, tool. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the next one up is Petita. Now I really didn't like I didn't mind it, but I I thought the cigarette dress was naff. I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly how I was feeling. And then she came out. Do you know the one thing that changed me a little bit on this is Anna Locking, who I just generally mm-hmm. adore and worship, as anybody who's listening to this throughout the season knows, mm-hmm. she used the word that makes this make sense, which is camp. 
Yeah. And I was like, actually, when you put it in that context, I can kind of enjoy it a bit more. I love the mug because that whole like nicotine, like <laughs> the air's been pulled out of me from smoking cigarettes. I kind of got that. The hair being smoked, meh. The ashtray on the head, meh. But I don't know. It was, yeah, I liked it, but I wasn't as full of praise of it as some of the judges were. Yeah, I think no, I agree. Murdered this on the acting challenge and they had to give her the win on that, I think. Oh, I think so. Yeah. But I, I was like, don't, you know, what, what's the impression? Don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. Like, yes. you know, <laughs> this isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to be nice this week and you're taking the other side. I love it. <laughs> but, you know, look, she stoned it. <laughs> I'm sure she, no, look, I, I, I don't know what she was going for, but I just think it was better before. Mm. If she dealt with the addiction, uh, maybe it's just, it's the... It's the juxtaposition between I'm here to discuss something vulnerable about me and yeah. it's, you know, being addicted to nicotine and what it's done to me, it's made me look old. But also, look at my campy... Yeah. Cigarette. I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. Doesn't yeah, work. no, I, I do get where you're coming from. And you know what, she could have gone, she could have gone further with it. Like, you know, when um the Queen Who Shall Not Be Named came out and she had the black kind of blood coming from her mouth, like that yeah. kind of moment. And yeah. she could have done something along those lines. Like when I think of that whole cigarette thing, I think of that moment in Constantine where he has the kind of tar ripped out of his lungs. Mm. And it's graphic. Mm. She could have done something better than I'm going to walk down the runway as a cigarette. Yeah, or like done her teeth yellow or big yeah. sort of like varicose veins or something like that. Gonna go yeah. push it further. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, We're coming to Michelle Visage now, you know. Oh, we just want more. Just everybody. give me, yeah. <laughs> I want your soul. Just give me nicotine glamazon. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Uh, Macarena is next very fun opportunity yeah. to do the redemption maybe yeah. she did it too early because after this she got kicked out um, oh, no. <laughs> but I liked it I, I, I appreciate what she's going for it was definitely elevated I don't imagine she would wear this look for any other reason than to tie back to her original look yeah, 100%. I think that, the, and like you say, it was a, a much better interpretation of what she's, she did in that episode that sent mm. her home. And she had fun with it. I love the disco ball flamenco. I want at least 10 of those in my house. Mm. I love that she did the kind of wig moment, because obviously that's quite infamous for her now. But with Macarena, I feel like it was a little bit of a missed opportunity because she, you know, my worst me, I get that that was a really sad moment for her, but you, you're already back on the show, babe. Like, you know, obviously it didn't go yeah. that long. You had a great career. Um, I don't know. I, again, I think just like with um, Petita, I wanted more from this. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. Felt a little bit, it felt a little bit safe for her to make this choice for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. Like, I didn't love it, but I liked it. So but that mug is fair. so like 90s drag queen and I live yeah. for it. Like honestly, it's it's gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, no, and a really fun idea as well. And it, it, it was a different standpoint for everybody else. Yes. Now, Hornella mm. loved this, loved the vulnerability of it. Uh, you know, not only is the story great, you're representing the cage of the stigma of HIV. It also is fucking fashion. Oh my god, it's so gorgeous. Very couture, very cool. And also, do you know what's really hard to make feel fresh in Drag Race? Anything to do with roses. Because mm. Sasha Valore owns the rose in the Drag Race franchise. Yeah. And her, her rose moment from the mouth, I was absolutely like, wow, that was gorgeous. That was a really great moment. And I love the way that the plate sat in front of her and not against her. She looked like kind mm. of a mortal combat warrior. And yeah, I, I absolutely beautiful. That like spiky... 
it was just it was so super cool that's what it was it was really cool yeah now she she did mention some significance of the rose that i mm. can't remember i don't know if you remembered it i mean um, yeah oh god no i can't it was something to do with like passion and purity and and rose yeah. thorns and how it's like a no, it was very Spanish. Like what? Very. Lovely. I was like, I could read different interpretations out of it. Like either she was silent because she was ashamed, and now she isn't anymore, mm-hmm. or that the rose petals were to represent like sort of vomiting or whatever. But it's actually yeah. whatever. But I think she did say something that I didn't, I couldn't, I missed in my notes. But yeah, loved this first time. This episode is generally the first time I sat up and paid attention to Hornella. So I agree. She's been in the peripheral in the background a little bit. And um, mm. yeah, I think as well at the start of this episode, there was that little mention of cliques with her, Kelly and Clover. So I was like, look, one of these three is going to have a good episode. And one's going to Kelly and Paquita. Oh, it's Paquita. Sorry. Agree. Yeah. The yeah, whiz, yeah. the whiz drags. The whiz, what is that? What does that mean? Wizard drag queens? I don't know. <laughs> Not That's the a best whole name. franchise. Guys, I'd go again with the with the brainstorm of it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're not married to that, are we? Like... <laughs> Back to the room, guys. Back to the room. Uh, <laughs> redo. But yeah, no, look, I, I agree. And Hornella is really, in these two episodes, like you said, she's really come to the forefront of, of my attention 100%. Yeah. No, me too. Uh, next up is Bestia. Now, I love Bestia. Mm. This left me scratching my head a bit. A hundred percent same. Yeah. I you like oh god, this is really awkward. I kind of feel like like I love a bit of cosplay, right? And I've seen mm. people do the uh the liquor from Resident Evil, and that's all I could had in my head. And then when she was talking about what the what it means and what it's all about, I was just like, I am so confused. I am just feeling really like I what you're telling me is not what I'm seeing in this outfit. And all I'm getting from this is a weird zombie horror moment. I'm not yeah, so I think it was supposed to be her inner saboteur. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you remember in season 10, they did, like, a kind of inner saboteur ball thing? I think mm-hmm. it was kind of like that idea, and, like, the head at the end of the tongue is her head, and this is, yeah. but like, in yeah, terms of the references... Much, right? We shouldn't have to explain it this hard. Like, we're trying really hard to explain it. Yeah. It needs to... I understand you want to say conceptual, but it's also got to make sense. And yeah. uh, read what it says. I mean, you don't need to go to the extreme of wearing a cigarette, but you've got to, you know, it's it's got to say what it does on the tin, and this does not. I know, it was like, if Wednesday Adams was in the band Kiss, but I had, like, a sort of Stranger Things yeah. tendril tongue... Yeah. Uh, like yeah, why are why are our arms spiky? Why is why is I don't know. The 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 leather skirt that's all kind of sewn together is gorgeous. And I'd love to see that in another thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 I didn't get it. And it looked a bit clumsy on stage as well when she was kind of like mm. Staggering down the stage and this like mannequin's head was kind of wobbling around. I just we've seen Queens do the whole fake head thing so well. Yeah. I'm thinking of um uh, Pythia, obviously, where she did the conjoined mm-hmm. vibe. Maddie Morphis yeah. did a fun one. Absolutely. And, you know, this just did not, do, it didn't do it for me. It didn't. Because no. she'd had a bad challenge as well. I thought she might have been in that bottom. Yeah. I would arguably say that maybe she should should have been there over Kelly, but I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's, it was a cuspy, cuspy. Yeah. Next up is Clover, who did an ode to black hair and mm-hmm. all the political um, history around that. Mm-hmm. I loved this. I think she looked yeah. great. This may be the, my favorite thing she's done. 
Totally agree. And you know what really did it for me? It was that spinning fucking hairbrush. I yeah. One of the most comical moments on the Drag Race main stage ever. Because it was so understated. Because it's just like one comb. And we know Miss Clover loves to put things on her head. Like we've mm-hmm. done nearly every runway. She finally did it and it was massively successful. And, you know, she could have almost redeemed herself with this one look and saved herself from the bottom. Maybe over Bestia. I don't know Bestia. I, I mm-hmm. just know. It was, yeah, I absolutely loved it. And she had that amazing praise from Anna Locking who was like if I was going to do drag this is what the kind of thing that I would wear because yeah. it's really just like elevating everything that you're talking about and it was a simple message but not done in a cheesy way so double double win she really killed the runway was there significance to the orange is it supposed to be like a US jumpsuit I wasn't sure um not jumpsuit like a like an inmate prison suit oh maybe. okay I'm not sure. Know. Maybe it's no, just a nice, nice color. I don't know. Loved it. Anyway. Because you just um, added another layer. Congratulations, yeah. Kate. Queen from Cobra. Well done. <laughs> I'll write to her so she can say that. Yeah. Respectively. Uh, yeah, is next and she revealed uh, a look which represented her repeated recurring dream of worrying that her hair will fall off. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was a really, a really nice idea of representing your greatest fear and kind of like dealing it head on via your art I thought it was very clever yeah and I mean look firstly she looked absolutely insanely stunning when she first came out onto that Mm. runway she is so gorgeous you know what I mean but is not afraid to get ugly which is exactly what she did in this runway and is why it was so successful and I love that she took this risk with the kind of hair and that reveal being like mm-hmm. this kind of really strange moment. I love that in the next episode, she said, even sitting here in this bald cat, I'm, I'm the prettiest queen here. Yeah. <laughs> that for her. Love the confidence. I wasn't a massive fan of the dress itself, if I'm really honest. No, I actually totally agree with you. I didn't get I the... didn't really like it. The narrow bit of bra with the feather yeah. sticking out of it, like, it looks eyes. A little bit something like one of the queens would make in a runway challenge. Yeah. Just kind yeah. of hodgepodge of things thrown together. Oh, every time we say hodgepodge, uh, hello. Bring to it to the hodgepodge. There hodgepodge. Yeah. <laughs> There's your $2. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know. Keen. I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah, a fan of the actual dress itself. However, the concept, the way she sold it, the fact that she still claimed to be the prettiest queen in the workroom with a ball tap on, I salute you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> now, uh, Bania Bania. 100% benefited from being the first out because I was like, oh, okay, Spider's cool. And then when it got to the main stage and I'd seen, like, you know, the vulnerability and the artistic expression, <laughs> I was like, oh, the spider's looks pretty dull. <laughs> yeah, I think she was, you're so right. They really put her on first for a reason. They were like, okay, which one's come with the cheesy Elvira look? Yeah, you yeah. Go first, darling. Off you go. Good luck. <laughs> This really was like, I, you know, where's me? I don't like spiders. Let's go with it. You know, call, give me a spider look, purple, black, let's go. And I mean, it's nice. It is nice. And that's the thing, like, you know, and again, it's, I'm not going to pick on Veneer this week because I feel like her mug was actually a lot better this week. I did enjoy it. Um, And, you know, like you say, as an outfit itself, I'm kind of thinking if we're not on the context of the main stage of Drag Race and I saw a queen in the club wearing this, I'd be like, wow, look at your little Mm. vibe. Go for it. Love it. But yeah, I think you're right. She she missed the mark a little bit on the execution and on the interpretation of the actual category itself. 
Yeah. Like you said, it could have been so much more than, oh, I just don't like spiders. But, yeah. you know, obviously we see literally in the very next episode that Vania was struggling a little bit with her with her mental health and everything mm. else. So maybe she thought, I don't want to go that deep. And ultimately, this is a TV show and you don't have to show all of that if you don't want yeah. to. No, so, you don't have to. No. Yeah. yeah. But no, she looked good. It was just a missed opportunity. more so than Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, I was very lost when it came to pink Chadora until oh she God. revealed into the babies. Yeah. I, I quite like, I thought, I thought that was quite a poignant moment then, like kind of revealing, because she had a conversation about, uh, what's the acronym? You, I want to say UV, IV? No. Oh, I can't having the, ba- having the babies from the, from. IVF? IVF, thank you. Yeah. I wanted to say Ivy and then I want to say UVF, which is the Ulster Volunteer Force, which is a totally different thing. <laughs> yeah, that's for the glow in the dark babies. No. Yeah. Uh, that... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the kind of um uh Tammy Brown, Mary Magdalene vibe that she had in the first uh mm. when she came out. I did not understand the babies being the cyst. I didn't I, I thought it looked very weird. I thought it looked a bit arts and crafts and I wasn't really a massive fan of her on the runway in this one, unfortunately. And I haven't really been a massive fan of her runway mm. looks in general. She's just not my taste, I don't think. And that's cool. You know what I mean? And she she had a good concept that she wanted to execute. I think she was very proud of this look. She she seemed she seemed very proud of this. Oh, shady. <laughs> she was proud of this. <laughs> I'm getting cancelled, aren't I? <laughs> um, I think she was proud. She was proud. Us, was. The brass, more front than Blackpool, seriously. Um, you know, it was... <laughs> no, it, look, I didn't really enjoy this one. Let's just leave it at that before I say anything else. Well, I will, I'll, for balance, I, I, I enjoyed the story. It kind of made me a bit unsettled. To a certain degree, I would have preferred this idea from somebody with a womb. And if it was yes. like a commentary on pregnancy wow. loss or something, that would be really yeah. striking. I wonder whether there is a history there of like sort of IVF that hasn't gone through. And this is because yeah. it, it looked like dead babies. Right. And I guess that was not the story that she was going for. She always wants to be she wants to be a parent and she keeps failing. That story really hit home with me, and that's kind of what I took from it. But I don't know how much that is true or, you know, an interpretation. Why it was Mary Magdalene, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I think you're right. Like, okay, props for the the story and what she's saying and what she's trying to say. But again, it's a bit like with, with Bestia, Bestia. Why am I saying that wrong? What way round do we go? I think it's Bestia. Bestia, Sim- thanks. Simply the Bestia. Thank you. I'll never forget. Break <laughs> <laughs> up, put on a t-shirt, get a percentage yeah. of that. Um, but I, yeah, I just don't. It didn't come together for me on the on the main stage itself. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Finally, Kelly Kelly Roller, um, who unfortunately did a. Uh, well, I mean, I watched this episode after I watched the first episode of of All Stars Eight. Um, mm. I don't know if you did, but if you watched them in the same order as me, unfortunately, she did a worse version of Kim Kardashian at the Met Gala in Balenciaga than Alexis Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very unfortunate, wasn't it? And do you know what? They nailed it on the head, and I can't remember if it was one of the Javier's or Anna who said the point of that was that 
Kim is recognizable even as like a kind of silhouette and yeah. um, as a as a shadow and she wore something completely ill-fitting however I would argue yeah but the bitch is wearing roller skates like we knew which queen that was going to be so I was kind you of did, right? a little yeah. bit but then the reveal was like this kind of I don't know Britney doing the Pepsi ad gladiator outfit like it was just it was oh, it actually yeah it's a bit Madonna at the Super Bowl yeah a little bit but with very big chaps and you know what's not a good look? A very big chap. Like, it's not a good look. <laughs> so what's the story? What was the story here in terms of yeah. the worst her? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. And I think that she, I don't think she understood the assignment. to go with one of those. I think she was a bit like, uh, yeah, okay, well, I've got that. I want to go with that. I've got that Bet Gala thing that I might I might pop out. Yeah. It didn't feel like it had that. And we've seen such incredible stories queens kind of opening themselves up and showing a real like side to themselves that we didn't know yet mm. and we, i didn't get that from kelly roller at all no, no. was no. there did somebody say something about depression am i getting confused with something else i don't know well, it's an episode of drag race probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah what was the story i'm not really sure unfortunately kelly roller um the so Petita wins were you <laughs> happy with that yeah, you know what? I loved her in the acting challenge. I thought she was absolutely superb. And, mm. um, you know, they, they made reference to the moment where she's being dragged off off the set and was still kind of acting into that microphone. She really encapsulated that. We've seen this character a thousand times in movies like Scream and B-movies that, you know, fame-hungry, gorgeous woman who's going to do anything she can to get wherever she needs to get. And she really... Mm. She brought that character to life. She also did a press a breastplate well. Breastplates become quite controversial in the world of drag race, mm -hmm. like Jimbo being on All Stars Eight, and she she wore it. She did it well. It suited that character. It made sense. And yeah, and you know the camp cigarette will remember it, and that's probably a good thing. Okay. Yeah, I I I think Hernella was robbed to not even be in the top. She might have yeah. been my winner, or else Paquita could have been my winner. Yeah, I would have chosen. Sitting Petita had just won the previous episode, I would have mm. probably preferred somebody else who did well because I didn't see the Oscar worthiness of Petita's performance. I thought it was just a strong yeah. one, kind of. Um, so I was kind of a bit disappointed, but I thought the bottom two was probably whatever by Kelly. I'm not really sure. Maybe it is the look, but Clover definitely. Yeah, probably but I, I think I think that simply the bestia should have been down yeah, there. Yeah, maybe. Your, which is how I'll be saying that name going forward in these yeah. podcasts. Okay. <laughs> officially stolen. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, no, I think that I think she should have been down there because she was completely outshone. And yeah. then part of me that's like, well, maybe they should have put, you know, all three of the group that did really, really badly down in the bottom. Maybe it should have been a Macarena, Clover, Visa vibe. I don't yeah. know. Like, I think they couldn't put Visa in the bottom because of that runway. Yeah. Which is fully justified. And they kind of went, well, who else are we going to put down there then? Well, Kelly didn't do great and we didn't love the outfit. So there yeah. we go. I think that's yeah. how she ended up in the bottom. Probably. Probably. Uh, second episode then, or as in fifth episode, uh, it starts off with the reading is fundamental challenge. What's your relationship with this mini challenge in the year of our uh, Lord 2023? Okay. In the year of our Lord 2023, I appreciate the heritage of where this challenge comes from. I think it's had its day. Yeah. And I also think that reading is an absolute art form and not many people can bust it out, especially on the one day the producers decide it's going to be we're opening the library day. Now, if you watch someone like a Jinx Monsoon, a Bianca Del Rio do a roast, a Mimi I'm First do a roast, it is an incredible talent. Mm -hmm. And to just make these queens do it. Also, I think making them do it out of drag takes that 
magic that a lot of these people and performers have in drag away from them that confidence goes because they're not doing it in their happy place you know and it just comes across as looking very mm. very mean and they're all reaching for something to say about each other and yeah I mean I don't know how you feel about it but I feel like it, although it's an iconic part of drag race maybe there's another way in which this format could be done that would feel more appropriate yeah I could t- I, I agree with you I think <sighs> I think it's very similar to Snatch Game, but slightly different in a way in terms of its legacy. It's definitely something I don't feel translates at all well outside of America. Maybe North America. Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of okay, but kind of Canadian may be too nice. I feel it like, I know that there's the, 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 the casual cattiness amongst gay male friends mm-hmm, that can yeah. exist outside of America. Mm. but i feel it is a very american thing to have that mm. thing where you're like you only say horrible things to each other but because you love each other deep down like i feel that's a very american thing it's very um, american i mean i won't say i haven't had a little read of the friends every now and then surely we've all been there but you know mm. you're in kind of like the comfort of your own little home or in the in the club or when you're out and about or yeah. and it's done with that little twinkle of the eye and, and plus look so many of them have been iconic in the past i don't think we're ever going to be a you know roxy andrews i think of you most mornings at the bus stop <laughs> <laughs> again because it was just so looking perfect mm. and um, these queens definitely struggled I don't think that any of them did amazingly well in this reading challenge and you know and I think you're right because when you look at like Tadis Drag Race when Lemon did the the only thing you're fucking is stupid read of, of yeah um, Priyanka was this yeah, we did the way around. I'm not sure. Yeah. What's her name? And I genuinely forgot it. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's literally her thing. Mm. Um, you know, that's because they knew each other. They were getting on really well. They could. And that's, I think, what you've got to have that camaraderie when you're reading. And it's, yeah, I just think you're right. It's kind of maybe just not, it's not landing. And especially not on maybe some of these more foreign seasons. Yeah. And I also think, I think humor in like Ireland or the UK is a lot more context based. Mm. It's a lot more like more callbacks. Whereas I I think the art of just being able to look at you and come up with a read is very, I don't know. It's definitely a totally different type of humor. And I don't think it's one that we excel at. So I guess I, I wouldn't be mad if they Mm. retired this for the international franchise. Oh, so you want the library closed officially forever. Internationally internationally okay no biblioteca yeah no 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 biblioteca no uh, inter yeah. like i mean did when was the last good did anyone have any good reads i'm trying um, to i did laugh i think i laughed at hornella um yeah okay trying to remember what you think. oh um that somebody was so, the biggest something in spain and that somebody else had the closest eyes in spain <laughs> i think i laughed at that one right good oh um uh paquita saying i recognize uh the macarena should have basically been in the unemployment queue yes and because this also is an all-stars it must be the unemployment queue that yeah was that was fun Macarena's uh, and, terrible. Paquita, sorry but actually did also say yeah about some uh, i think actually Paquita said about hornella that she's the closest size in spain um, oh and she also congratulated veneer on passing the medical test yeah. <laughs> <Which was quite funny>. <laughs> <laughs> so some of them were okay you know but i think you're right it's just uh visa this was that moment that i thought visa you're not as good at this as you think yeah. you are because she was in those confessionals saying oh i've got this i've got this doing the typical Alyssa edwards oh i couldn't possibly oh i'm sorry and then it was like when it happened you but know the I best mean? joke from that segment was when petita was failing Mac- macarena had a talking head where she goes i laughed more at my father's wake like that for <laughs> me is the funniest joke 
yeah yeah and and so real yeah <laughs> you know what I mean no I think you're right and maybe that's just it, look, it's a very hard thing to do I mean they make the queens do it on like what the first episode of an all-star season mm. it's very intense you know and I just uh, I think it's all got to be taken with a massive pinch of salt but I think maybe it's just time you could be right for the library to but also in the US all-stars the queens get those jokes written for them like they know who they're competing with they call up their friends they get the yeah of course, yeah, of course, very true. And it's 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 such an art form. It's not easy. As many, 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 many queens have shown us throughout the seasons of Drag yeah. Race past. It is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. I think it's one of the hardest ones, actually. I think you know, lip syncing is definitely an art form, and some queens have got that, and some haven't. Mm-hmm. Dressing yourself and being good at fashion, you know, that's an important one. But reading and roasting, they are two of the harder ones because, and they're also both very American. Very American, very, very, very American. Although the, I think the Brits do an all right job. I think they got that kind of. Was it Lawrence Duke... who said that Diamond managed to fail her COVID test? That was yeah. always one of them in my memory. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like they, they do some good ones. There were some good ones, but like I think it took some warming up. Like season one was pretty poor, and I think, uh, I think it was up to season four that the winner of the reading challenge didn't go home in the same episode in the UK. Oh really? Well. Yeah. Wow. I think it was like Crystal, Charitza, and I can't remember who did. Oh, and Sister Sister won it, I think. So, like, she yeah. Did not stop. I think, I think she did. <laughs> She's shady, though. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, and like, funny. it's Brit- funny. British humor is better, like, on panel shows and stuff, which the US don't no. have. So, it'd be really fun if they did, like, some sort of like drag the week or something like that in, in nice. UK, which would be kind of fun. Yeah, they could do QI like Queer Eye. That'd be yeah, fun. yeah, like exactly. That. Something like that would be kind of fun to see how they react. Um, okay, on to Snatch Game. I did my um research on the different characters, so we can kind of go through them one by one and give a quick reaction to. I've never been so happy for anything in my whole life. Yeah, Thank you so much for doing the hard work for me because I was <laughs> a bit like, "What the f- is going on here?" <laughs> um, Although, can I just quickly say before we even get into it, poopy puppy puppy poopy 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 poison. Po- Poopy Poison absolutely killed this whole thing. Yeah. Because to be the character, and that woman is sitting there and should not offend her, but to actually have her in on the joke with you the whole time, to have Supreme laughing constantly, the queen, I mean, it was an absolute masterclass in an amazing Snatch Game performance. Yeah. And I think they should just put her on every season going forward as that woman, just to sit there and... Yeah. I, was, I was in awe she absolutely deserved to win the snatch game over any queen that actually and won. it was funny because after seeing it you know you assume it's a caricature and then you see the real lady oh, and you're no. like no and it's so no. <laughs> <laughs> and that lady oh i feel bad that i don't i didn't write her name karina down. karina karina she but she was so in on the joke she was loving every minute of it i mean yeah. she was kind of acting with uh poopy poison more than she was actually talking to supreme she was having a great time like yeah you know, it was Nana's day out and she was having an absolute blast, wasn't she? Yeah, and I don't know how iconic those songs are to Spanish people, but like they all knew a lot of the oh, words. Oh, they to a lot knew of songs. them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's there like um, Jane McDonald. That's what I'm going to go yeah. back. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't name a Jane McDonald song, but I know who she is. Well, she does covers, doesn't she? So. Yeah. <laughs> all the Jane stands are going to be furious at that one. Sorry. Okay. Okay. First up, it was the Macarena, and she was Paca de Pirana, who I remembered the name because she was on. She was a guest judge in season one on the La Veneno. Um, oh, okay. Episode. Yes. And oh, yes. Oh, appar- yes. Apparently, she's just La Veneno's friend, really, and is kind of famous. 
by proxy. Mm, yeah. I mean, look, Macarena did this and she should have been packing her bags straight yeah. on because this was terrible. And you know what? There is a curse on Drag Race of doing like a psychic because we had, I think it was Jaden Dior Fierce who did Raven Simone and when she was doing mm-hmm. that, oh, I'm a psychic moment. Yeah. Had another one who was a psychic in one of the international seasons. Sister sister was Mystic Meg, was she not? Yeah, no, she was um the one who was on Celebrity Big Brother. Sally Morgan. Oh right, okay. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. She was she was Sally Morgan, and I think she went home on that episode, didn't she? There's a I think there's a psychic's curse. Probably. Now my my counterpoint to that is Alexis Mateo in All Stars Five. She did oh, that famous. Yeah. You know, she did a good job, but like, like it was the... all the same joke, which was like, I knew yeah. you'd say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but get a little, you know, snatch game, a good snatch game. You've got to get that character down, get a little catchphrase and just keep smashing that catchphrase home. Mm. I think that's how you do quite well. And I think that it's a hard one. Again, it's an art form to be able to do these impersonations. And, you know, the psychic ones just are not working for me. And yeah, I think Macarena kind of knew. She knew this had gone downhill quite quickly and just did not recover, which I thought she would have been capable of doing, but she, I think she did herself a bit of a disservice in this episode. Yeah, and, and I remember that lady from season one and I remember she was kind of like gregarious and large in life, mm. but I don't know if it was as good of a character from the limited, limited knowledge of her, which was like, you kind of need somebody who's easy to caricature. And if she's yeah. not really that famous and she's kind of just like a, a fun fag hag yeah, you know, or whatever, yeah. like, you know, a, a queer adjacent lady, yeah. I don't know how, how good it is to caricature. What was the Spanish thing for fag hag again? I remember you telling uh, me. Mary Leandres. <laughs> Gay lice, you mean? <laughs> Even though I think Anna Loking said some... Somebody said the word fag hag and it wasn't the same word. So I don't know. I need to, I need to go back and listen to hear what they said. But um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, but I love it. Let's, that has to be what it's it out. Was, yeah. So good. So good. Uh, simply the best year was Isabella Herbias, which is so Isabella something is the name of the actress and they call uh-huh. her Herbs. Right, I don't know if okay. That was the character name. Yeah. Um, my friend told me that if you look like you're high from weed that people say you look like this actress, which is why there were so many weed jokes and there was bombs. Yeah, okay, right. She I thought you were saying like a middle-aged Lagonda Estrange. It was all a bit... Props to your grandmama, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's right, like you're... Yeah, we'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she's in this like popular daytime TV show and I watched it like a super cut or whatever. I would say think of like Moira Rose, but with about 60% the exuberance. Okay, yeah. I mean, look, she, I actually found it kind of funny. I didn't yeah, really think about La Herbia. I wasn't really, I didn't really get it. However, from a, a, a viewer who doesn't know the character, I think she did a good job on Snatch Game. Mm-hmm. She, I think she did better than they they said that she did. Agreed. I, mean, Agreed. I kind of disagree with the judges on that. They, they weren't very happy with her performance, I didn't feel like. And I think she did a good job. Yeah, I felt I got a gist of a character from her. Yeah. I didn't know who she, who it was. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's interesting. Okay, um, next up was Hornella, who was a former king Juan Carlos the first. Okay, um, they she had emeritus king written down, which apparently emeritus is some word I think also in English that means 
abdicated. So the oh, king okay. abdicated in 2014 and gave right. now the new king is his son, Felipe. And he was embroiled in scandals. I have them written down here. He was having an affair, which we'll come back to. He mm-hmm. went elephant hunting that was found out. He was embroiled in some scam and now he's flown. And now he lives in Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Shady character. He was having an affair with Barbara Ray, who was played by Vania, and that's why they kept interacting with each other. She's a former Miss World who then acted in these movies, I I think they're called like Despape or something like that. They're movies that were released after Franco that showed naked women in them. She was this like famous naked lady actress because no one was allowed to see naked women under Franco. And she kind of just became this like old school cabaret lady who now does uh, reality TV shows like Celebrity Farm, apparently. Wow. But she, um, she did. I read this article that she did about her affair with the former king, uh-huh. and that they used to meet up in this house in Madrid. And he, she secretly recorded him as blackmail. <laughs> he says, "Well, she didn't say it was blackmail. She right. just recorded him, and then somebody <laughs> broke into her house and stole the tapes." Is what she says. But everyone thinks she's lying, and that she got paid off to be quiet. I mean, I know nothing about the story, but she definitely lied about that. <laughs> <laughs> So that's so that's why you you'll see in Snatch Game that she has a VC uh, VHS and he ah. gives her money and gives her the VHS and they're okay. kissing in the blowjob. So that was the whole relationship between those two characters is based on the actual relationship of those two characters in real life. I love this. I feel like we need these little Keen's context moments. Yeah, we really do. You just that's amazing because I just I well I mean that's why they sat them next to each other. Yeah, those guys together absolutely smashed Snatch Game for me. Um, Hornella impressed me so much because that was a fully formed Oscar-winning Snatch Game performance. Mm-hmm. I think it's up in the top there for me of my of one of my all-time favorite snatches because I didn't know much about the character, but I got Sleazy White Man straight away, and she gave us Sleazy White Man all the way through. I thought it said Emirates King. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. That's what I thought she was going for, like King of the Emirates. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. do they have kings anyway? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, and then the whole interplay with Vinia, they gave each other time to have their moments. They, I mean... Bar the blowjob moment, which I think was a little bit OTT for me. Mm. I'm English. I can't help it. I was like, oh, look away from the screen, children. <laughs> um, you know, I think that was taking it a bit. T- it didn't need that for me. However, all the way through, masterpiece. Absolutely. Yeah. There was a moment as well where he apologized. He's like, I'd like to apologize. And, you know, you you could tell it was clearly like recreating an apology he had made for something else in the past. So that was very funny. He should have, he should have held up his apology on a, on a notes app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the modern apology, you know what I mean? But yeah. no, I mean, I did, did you feel the same about these guys? Yeah, 100%. I thought it was great. It lost in the character. You know, I didn't know much of the king, but it was that classic white conservative man who gets embroiled you know and is just filthy rich and pays away at everything i thought was really fun i thought bar like i love vanilla did a great job as your own barbara as well as this yeah. kind of like you know over sex oh you know <laughs> lady and later in life mm-hmm. yeah thought they both did great but is that uh, not accurate to vanilla i think it is oh so you know, <laughs> you know i can't I mean? speak to how often she has sex well, she's doing this a lot. I mean, look, her talent show was about her kind of salacious adventures. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 true. I think, it was, I think she was playing to her strengths. But listen, it's Snatch Game. Do that. You should yeah. play to your strengths. You should absolutely don't try and challenge yourself. This is the one where you go, right, what do I do really well when it's me and my friends and I'm doing that celebrity impersonation? Yeah. Whatever that is, go and do it. Because I pick a character that works for you. Unless you're Trixie Mattel doing RuPaul. Because all her friends told her that was funny and it was not. Yeah, <laughs> I'll blame y'all. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, next up is Pink Chadora, who did Lola Flores, who's a really famous uh, flamenca singer. I looked up a video of Lola Flores, and it was a lot more restrained okay. than this. I just heard Pink Chadora speaking in a flamenco costume. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't convinced, but the mm. judges loved it. They loved it. I mean, I didn't know that Pink Chadora could talk faster than Pink Chadora, <laughs> and she spoke so I mean, the poor person doing the subtitles for this week must have just been like, burning fingers, why are they giving her so much yeah. time? Um, yeah. You know what she reminded me of? Like, I didn't know much about Lola Flores, but for me, it was like that kind of older lady in an East End pub who's had a long life. She's had a long life and she smoked mm. a lot of cigarettes and drunk a lot of pints. And this is her kind of like, she was in her own little den with her 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 court listening to her talk and she just absolutely went for it. Yeah. And um, I think that, you know, if the judges get it and they are the Spanish people, <laughs> character, mm-hmm. I'm happy to play along. But like you, I just felt like we were getting pink Chidora after two cans of Red Bull and a camera in front of her. That's yeah. how I like to make. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, next up was Paquita as Peppa Pig. Oh, God. Well, yeah, I mean, what did you think? You go... It was like Peppa Miss Piggy. It was like a weird <laughs> combination of the two. <laughs> I just reminded me of, you, I don't know if you watched Celebrity Juice when Gia DeCampo was on there and whatever he said with that game. So they had a game we had to have like something in your mouth and they say something and it always sounded like Gia DeCampo saying Peppa Pig. Okay. And it's like, it's all very like, it's lost in translation and confusing. I was so lost. I didn't know if this was a Spanish version of Peppa Pig that they have who draws a cock on her tits. I don't know. It just, the jokes weren't there. The character wasn't really there. No. And I think this, the judge who was on this week, uh, Terra, La Terra, yeah, La Terra. She said she gave some really good advice. It was like, look, the character is kind of you're at the the foundations of that, but you have not worked anywhere near hard enough to get that character to where it needs to be. Mm. It was not time to air that on Smash Game on television, that's for sure. And um, I think she got absolutely lost. She looked a bit like deer in headlights. She was not having a good day, and it didn't yeah. work for her. And it didn't work for us guys as an audience either. No, no point of view, no perspective. I didn't know why she was dressed. Like, did Peppa Pig drop out of school and turn to sex work? I don't know what was going on there. This was Peppa Pig after a long night of hooking and trading. Whereas, oh yeah, Clover was up next. She was Amate Galdiano, who Mm -hmm. is a, a bus driver from Pamplona who went on Big Brother. Oh, lovely. <laughs> oh, okay, right. That's all I can really find out. She has a single. Right. Uh, she, I think she was kind of just controversially over-sexual and, and gregarious. Right. Oh, she's Spanish Kinga. Nice, okay. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, But with a single. Did Kinga have a single? No, but Nadia did. Nadia. So I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking Spanish Nadia. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, there's a clip on, on social media of Clover watching herself doing this. Oh, yeah. Um, cringing for life and she's like okay. I, don't, I don't know what possessed me I feel a little bit like I don't ever want to have to watch this again and she's watching the reactions of um the woman Karina who's kind of like shuddering a little bit from behind her little podium mm. and is just looking a little bit uncomfortable I think she went for it you look remember when Blue Hydrangea did like uh 18 plus uh Mary, Mary, Mary. yeah it was very that vibe um I it didn't really land for me I don't think they hated it though the judges did they they were kind of I mean she did she got by this week so yeah yeah she did all right they enjoyed it yeah she said okay it, it was 
I mean, we've seen it before. We've seen like we've seen the attempts to do these like um what was it? Vanessa Vanjie did you catch me outside how about that, oh, like that girl yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. those sort of like meme characters can be hard to translate sometimes there, do you know what there's this thing and it's the meme characters and then the massive celebrities have actually got no personality yeah if i do the meme person the beyonce's they don't go near it you know you're not gonna mm. watch it unless you are on snl and who's it maya rodolph who does the most amazing beyonce impersonation ever jay-z you know yeah. she's an incredible <laughs> yeah. one you're never gonna get there so you know it's hard we've had a lot of snatch games you know there's not you know people don't want to do the same characters over and over and mm. over and the people that are coming into later seasons are at a, a disadvantage on snatch game because the expectations are so high yeah um, but then you look at who was it who did the mona lisa recently on a season and they really jacks yeah like and just like did such a good job of doing i'm just gonna pose i'm just gonna make that my thing you know i'm yeah. just gonna be silly funny you've got to find something else and she did not find it in this character no, no. just like paquita didn't in peppa pig um, and then petita oh. who Happened. I could only work out this as Petita through process of elimination because I yes yes I couldn't work out which was Petita and which was Paquita yeah <laughs> I was like, which one is which? well I I got Visa I thought Visa was Petita for a while oh, okay. yeah I got confused right. um <clears throat> I was like no surely Visa is the Mexican celebrity you know I was like yes. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah 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 so Sarah Mondial I could work out as she's like an old school actress I think like a Doris Day that's kind of got from it. Now, uh, did yeah. she have a big change to her body when she was later in life? Must have. Know. Did she start smoking cigars? I don't know. This, was, to me, was by far the worst. I it 100% was agree. Dilted. Yeah. There was no jokes. I didn't know what I was looking at. Yeah. How did she end up safe? Well, the runway was amazing. <laughs> but, you know, it's... Yeah. For me, look, I, I agree. I didn't understand a word she was saying, and that was even with the subtitles. I, she was doing this weird gargle thing. What I what I think is wonderfully ironic is that she apparently has been telling people backstage how to do Snatch Game and telling yes. people, you need to tell a joke and then pause and all this. And it's like, well, where was all that, babe? Like, yeah. you know, I think someone might have really been feeding themselves after winning last week's acting challenge. Mm-hmm. And you know, this was a bit of a crash back down to reality. This is not her thing, obviously, celebrity impersonations. And this was extremely flat. And yeah, I agree. It was probably the worst on there, although I really didn't like Paquita. So, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. And then finally was Visa as uh, Paulina Rubio, who I'd also heard of. I don't know any of her music, but I just know she's a Mexican singer. And she made me laugh with the with the Grammy or the Billboard Award or whatever. She kept giving out. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, look, listen, Mexican Paris Hilton was really good. Yeah. I, I liked when it. somebody turned to her and said, shut up, Shakira. <laughs> 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 I liked that. I don't know who said it, but I could have just oh, really... assigned it to Hornella and give oh, it. Oh, lololole, lole, lole. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, look, we've seen Ginger Minj did Adele with the Grammys. Like, you know, she did that. It's been done before. However, I think Visa, I was worried for her going into Snatch Game. And I was like, mm, I don't know, I don't know. But actually, mm. she, she did a really, really good job. And, yeah. yeah, And I'm glad that she did a good job as well, because I think she came... She Came off the back of quite a weak acting challenge. It's nice yes. to see you can pull it out of the bag. Okay, really quick one. If you had to do it, who would you be? Um, did I say this last time? I said to somebody recently, I would do Susie Dent. 
Oh, brilliant one. What a good call. Would you just come up with some loads of like amazing words? Especially if it was RuPaul, I would make the words up on the spot and I would just give them a really <laughs> filthy meaning. But then just do my best posh English voice and try not move my face. And then like, you know, yeah. oh, this word actually dates back to the 18th century, Ru. And it's uh, basically when a when you volunteer to get fisted by a peasant and then he'd be like, ah, ideally. <laughs> Oh my god, King for the next season of Drag Come on, I want to see Susie Dent on Snatch Game. I yeah. absolutely love it. I love That's, it. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, I've got quite a good Denny Minogue. Oh, nice. They're waiting. Yeah. <laughs> had a single with my sister Kylie in the 90s. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, I love a bit of Christopher Biggins because when he did Masters. Oh, he just put into everything he made a bottle of red wine. <laughs> and, um, I think I would just constantly do that. <laughs> well, and you can play on the panto tropes as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. it's always behind me. Well, Susie Dent and Christopher Biggins coming to a snatch game near you. Yay! I'm up for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, on to the runway. It is a show your feathers. We don't need to spend as much time on this one because I guess there was it was it, there wasn't as much deep interpretation of, yeah, of the category. Yeah. Um over to drag.looks. First one up is Visa, who with her day of the dead, she was honoring a a person called Lorena Castell. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely love this. Yeah, gorgeous. L- little quick fact. I worked for a Mexican restaurant for many, 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 many years and I'm really into Mexican culture. And to see Visa doing this kind of Day of the Dead, De La Moitos look and really do it so well. I mean, they were reading her a little bit for this in the untucked moment and saying that it was lots of feathers stuck on cardboard. But I think that was a bit salty because this mm-hmm. was beautiful. And when she came around the corner with that giant hat, I was just like, wow. Reminded me a little bit of the the villain in the most recent, I think, Resident Evil. You know, she's like the really tall lady with the no. hat. No, okay. okay well, sorry. I, at Last the moment, I was, like, I was like, wow, she's gone for a Resident Evil reference. And I was like, oh, no, no, it's very Mexican. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she got the colour palette right, those purples and yellows. Her she did that um Deirdre Moitos face painting really mm. well because it was that very traditional block colour. She didn't try and drag it up, she just wore it. Um yeah, I was a big fan of this one. I really, really enjoyed it. And and amazing that she keeps giving us these Mexican culture reference points. She's like a proud Mexican, and I'm gonna show that on the runway at every opportunity I can. And I love yeah. that do that, and they're just true to themselves. 100% I loved it as well and and just to pause on that Petita moment I wonder you know you're talking about why are we hearing this argument with her in Pink Chidora I wonder was that and then the bits in the in Untucked is that setting us up for later in the season where Petita becomes a bit of a villain and also I would really if I was Petita I would not want Visa to hear me bitching about her because she's a bit scary yeah. and um, I would be quite worried if uh, that information got back to Visa which it probably will in the next episode by Bova Bish yeah <laughs> I think that's where we're going. All right. Yeah. Um, next up is Hornella. Now I've been tooting Hornella's horn, um, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get over how unsettled her face made me look in this. With the, with the, it was what it was yeah. some mythological creature that had the body of an owl and the face of a woman, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This this would give me nightmares. I absolutely loved it. 
I okay. really loved it. Do you know what I loved about it? I loved the reference of the amazing kind of gem and the holograms boots. And then she had the pink feathers in the outfit as well. I mm-hmm. love that little moment of pink. And um, the face is really unsettling, but the actual outfit itself is quite angelic. And I really like that kind of juxtaposition. I love the arrows in her. I really, really enjoyed this one. It was up there in one of my favourites of the week. I think they're in her back. Yeah, no, you're right, right. I don't think I saw them before. In her back. Yeah. yeah, I really liked it. But I think you're right. The face is very distracting. I also and, felt it had no shape. Yeah, it didn't have a lot of shape, but I think that was kind of the point. She was like an explosion of feathers. Mm. For me, I really, I yeah, I, I liked it a lot, but I can understand people that didn't enjoy this one as much. And that fake. I can see if you didn't have any taste, how you wouldn't like it. <laughs> darling, if you don't get fashion, <laughs> darling, I can't stop that, darling. <laughs> I went a bit Laureen there. Maybe it's yeah. my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Next up is Petita as her peacock quill. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, she did look great, to be fair. Oh, you know, my only criticism, and like, who am I to judge, is it was a bit boring from the back. Okay, I do agree with that. It definitely lost something when she turned around. I don't know if the feather wasn't like doubled up, like she wasn't sandwiched in the feather. So it was a bit like, oh, okay, she's just wearing mm. it. However, Shout out to Periwinkle Blue. Don't see that very often on Drag no. Race. I love no. a bit of Periwinkle Blue. <laughs> she also really reminded me of Aquaria. I don't know why. This look is very oh, Aquaria. Yeah. Very Aquaria. It, it's the, I'd say the, the makeup, I think, is very yeah. Aquaria. Yeah. And the, the mouth and everything, yeah. And the shortcut. And you know what? But I just think to take the idea of, okay, so it's going to be feathers. Everyone's going to come out wearing loads of feathers. I'm going to wear a feather and go with the quill thing. And I think that she, yeah, I, I think it was a great shot. I think it probably saved her from that. Yeah. That snatch game. Yeah, agreed. Um, Clover Bish, I thought this look, which was a juxtaposition between feathers and latex, was a really so clever use of materials. Yeah, totally agree it had a bit of an ostrichy vibe but i really mm-hmm. enjoyed that um yeah she gave me kind of vintage hollywood glamour but in this clamshell of feathers and yeah i really liked it i thought it was beautiful and you know what this color palette on her really really works yeah dark red hair black and white monochrome outfit this is a really good look and we haven't seen her in anything massively mm. glamorous it's felt like and it's all street square kind of yeah wear and kind of urban and chic and this is more glam and it, it works for her really really well and she finally wasn't wearing something on her head yeah. <laughs> just a gorgeous wig that i think makes her look like ray oh my god so much like ray yeah 100 yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is Paquita, who's doing Mad Max Thunder Road with some black plumage in on her back and then like a sort of mohawk shaved side of head moment. Second ball cap in a row, but still, still turning it. <laughs> I'm still the most attractive queen in the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think of this one? No, I liked it. Yeah. I feel you didn't. No, I did. But I felt like the feathers were an afterthought. Yeah. If I looked at this, I wouldn't go. This was a feathers runway. It's an 80s glam punk kind of cool mm. vibe, but I don't think, I think the feathers were an absolute afterthought. And I don't think that she, she showed this runway off as good as it could have been shown off. And some of the other queens absolutely smashed it and were very creative with the feathers. I think yeah. she had this outfit and went, do you know what we could stick on the back of this? Some fucking feathers, lovely, don't yeah. yeah, You know, yeah, but nice. however, her mug was amazing. That was gorgeous makeup that she was doing. Mm-hmm. Kind of intricate wobbly line that was all kind of coloured in. Reminded me of like Ellis Atlantis, who does those amazing looks. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I felt like, I felt this was a bit flat for me, this one, if I'm honest. Definitely wasn't my favourite, but I, I did, I did mm-hmm. like it. 
Uh, next up is simply the bestia who was wearing <laughs> Valencian Valera armor that was yeah. bursting with with red feathers. Uh, this was a very clever idea. I quite quite liked it. Of course, because something covered their face, we need to say, "Oh, it's giving me Lee Bowery." Um, <laughs> and like the the pink yeah. bit of the <laughs> the pink bit of the fringe coming out as well. I I quite liked this. I love the bolero armor, but I don't think the feathers are successful for me. I think the feathers are actually the distracting part of this outfit, and I kind of want to see it without the feathers and see that like bolero armor. However, I also get that maybe I am not the target audience for simply the bestia's outfits. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I've loved some of them and not been a fan of others. She's obviously a think outside the box type fashion designer um i like the the bit of pink fringe showing that you said it's like it gave that nice little color pop against the rest mm-hmm. of the outfit but i just i don't know i think that other people enjoyed this more than i did yeah um i for me what i liked about the feathers was that they were supposed to represent like splurts of blood yeah. and i thought that was a fun interpretation yeah. of a feather but that someone in this season of Drag Race has already done that spilling wine vibe with the acrylic pink Chidora, and that was absolutely yeah, gorgeous. It really made true. sense to me. For this, the feathers don't instantly read as blood, and it was... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they, you did actually did have to be told, yeah. You've got to be told with her outfits, and I, it, that's driving me a little bit bananas. Next up is Pink Chidora dressed like one of those big uh, geese in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that lay golden eggs this week. She didn't slay... She laid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was excellent. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I quite enjoyed the chicken legs. I'm gonna lie. I don't know why. I, the, everything about me should hate those chicken legs, but I really, really enjoyed them. Kind of glittery boots with chicken feet on the end of them. She kind of waddled down that runway and laid that egg. And for once, I kind of enjoyed her cheeky camp style. I quite liked it. <laughs> I really don't want to, but I did. It's very chicken run. Very chicken run. Very chicken run. But yeah, and the dress itself is kind of cute. If you saw that on like, you know, your friend who does fashion A-level and they produce that, you'd be like, oh, baby, you did a really good job there. So, you know, Pinchador is not my going to be a fashion icon, I don't think, for many of us. However, I, I enjoyed the campness of this one. I didn't mind the dress, but it looked too big for her. That was my main. And also, the only thing I was a bit like, oh my God, feathers, chicken, really? You know, is that that as far as you went? Oh, Mm. I know, I wear those chicken legs. I've got those in the cupboard. This is the excuse I needed. Like, it just, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I made I made the wrong reference earlier on for Visa. Visa actually was dressed with someone called Katrina La- Lorena Castell is who Vania dressed up as in this oh, okay. look with the chainmail yes. kind of or not really chainmail but like the sort of dripping diamonds in this kind of metallic uh, mesh with then the mm. blue and yellow plumage and the pink feathers. I don't know who this person is. They, it seemed to be a very close replica to it, but it was a very strong look. You know, a strong image from her. Yeah, I mean, when she came round the corner of the runway, it was a wow moment for sure. Like, mm. it, it's gorgeous. And the plumage on top of her head, I mean, I don't know how she's carrying that off. This is how you do it, by the way, Clover Bish. If you're going to wear something on your head, it has yeah. this upright. We'll, we'll get to the best headpiece next. Oh, we do. You're right, yeah, we do. However, I love everything about it except the boobs. I don't know. I find them so distracting and so fake looking and so mm. odd. This whole, this amazing kind of like showgirl vibes. Um, outfit and I just that I find really really distracting and it just I don't know for me it just it made it look a little bit cheap because they look so plastic they do and they look so unnaturally how they sit are so it's so unnatural 
Oh, they are so perky. They've had four espressos each, those boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but look, I think compared to when you think of like the spider runway that she did that we felt maybe lacked a bit mm. of creativity, this is amazing, you know, and any queen wearing this on any main stage of Drag Race, it's it's a wow moment. So yeah. I think props off to Veneer for doing this. But again, maybe it's just not my personal taste. And what do I know? I'm a no one. I don't even do drag. Yeah, yeah, I'm agree. <laughs> I totally agree with you. And finally, Thanks, that was quite harsh. Here we go. <laughs> is... <laughs> no, I don't agree with you. No, I don't agree with you. You're right. <laughs> finally, is the Macarena who I just feel like we love the Macarena. I just mm-hmm. feel you went well, fat. Peacock feathers. Oh, imagine if I could recreate the full, the full 180 degree fan of a peacock feather and wear it on my head. Yeah, yeah. brilliant idea. Yeah. What I want to wear in the body. Um, you could kind of dress up as a belly dancer and like take some of the feathers and stick them on your boobs. Yeah, that'll do. Everything but the head down was amazing. Yeah. It was just, yeah. I mean, she got read for it by one of the Javiers, um, who was like, "You've like you've forgotten the bottom half of your outfit." Totally agreed. And you know what? She only need to add on to this, like a net skirt or something, which would have given her that kind of the black kind of almost peacock legs down the bottom. But again, feathers, birds. Come on, it's all just very like. And I think you're right. I think she had the idea for that headdress, made the headdress, and went, "Well, I've got this. That's cool." What would have been better if we think of like um, uh, Petita when she did the windmill in that very first runway? Mm. If she did done something like that, where she came out in this outfit and then the peacock feathers appeared, and it was a bit of a wow moment, that would have been pretty cool. This felt like I'm wearing this on my head. I'm coming down the stage. There you go. And yeah. that feels a bit lazy. Yeah, you know, we've seen those dresses where you can like lift up the train to make uh-huh. kind of like a fan behind you. If she'd done that with the peacock, yeah, that would make been... sense. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, but this was like you know that part of the peacock is not on its head. And again, though, her mug looked great. I don't know what her mug is so good recently, and it really gives me that kind of like fierce supermodel drag mm. queen vibe, which I just love. But, but I did notice a bit of bulge. Quite a bit of bulge, actually. I don't. <laughs> Quite a bit of bulge. <laughs> bulge watch. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't didn't love this. Didn't love it. So Pink wins uh the challenge and volunteers to split the prize money with Hornella, which makes me think that everyone else thought Hornella deserved to win, just like us. I was kind of rooting for it to go to the Hornella Vanilla double act. I kind of would like to see the two of them win because they combined they were the best. Maybe. Lola Flores beat them individually or whatever. I know like Cornella was marked down because you could see her prosthetic coming loose or whatever, but I would have liked to see the two of them kind of win as a double act because I can't think of another Snatch game where there was two characters that have this like potted history together and that both queens were able to play up in it. Like I thought that was great. Maybe Trump and Thatcher, but like, I mean, they didn't exist in the same, you know, they weren't political people at the same time. So yeah, that'd be the other one. Yeah, I mean, they were just two bastards, so where are you? There you go. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. And I, I honestly, I thought Hornella had it um because I loved her runway and mm. I thought it was very Spanish and surreal and conceptual and I thought they were really they really were buying into it and so I was quite surprised that it was Pink who took the win I don't know yeah. if this was her week to win it maybe I was just didn't enjoy the Lola Flores as much as obviously the judges did yeah like you know the camp runway was kind of cool as well I think they're really building Pink Chidora up as a, as a front mm. runner and I'm not 
really seeing it. And yeah. that's a bit worrying. Maybe we're and the worst it. thing you can do to the Drag Race audience is give praise to somebody that we don't think deserves us repeatedly. Absolutely. How dare they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Macarena is up against Paquita in a brilliant lip sync to mm-hmm. oh, to Monica Navarro's uh, Desatame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely gonna go check and find this song. This was this was a banger. It was a tune, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I think there was actually more energy from the judges towards the end of this song than it was from the performers on stage. Yeah, I was wondering, like, was there some lyrical content that was significant? I thought the judges were reacting more strongly to this than I would expect them to. Somebody was crying. I think. I think Javier Calvo was crying at one point. Oh, he cries every week. Um, <laughs> he's a very emotional man. Um, no, I think that they they obviously uh, have a they love the song, and I think that Macarena and Paquita came out and they they did a good performance to start with. I think Macarena was just using the end of the song as an excuse to try and neck on with Paquita from really yeah. obviously, <laughs> and it all just felt a bit like, oh, I don't know if this is like, is that the lyrics of the song like you're saying? Is it meant to be this kind of like a bit of a romantic sexual vibe? I don't mm. know. But I felt like the judges were up on their feet cheering. A and the performers on stage were a bit flat. I don't know. I, I think it started well, but I don't think it ended great. Yeah, no, I kind of agree. I was, there was a part of me that was worried. I didn't really want either of these to go home. And the part of me was worried yeah. that Paquita was going home because Paquita has, has always been the bridesmaid and hasn't been the bride yet. And I think she's yeah, really okay. strong. Um, so mm-hmm. I kind of didn't want her to go home. Uh, but it was. What I also loved about this lip sync, just really quickly, is the fact that the feathers runway is what we've just had, and as soon as that music started, they both got rid of their feathers. Yeah, that was off. The feathers were gone, and it's like, how can I strip down? And maybe that's why Macarena didn't wear anything on the bottom. Maybe she knew it's her week to go. Yeah, um, in that lip sync, and thought, oh, I've got that big peacock dress, but maybe I just won't bother, so I can yeah. just get out there and do some dancing. I think Macarena look more hungry for it as well and like you I thought Macarena might have taken this lipstick mm. I was a little bit surprised that Paquita won but don't forget we're not losing these queens really because they are going to come back at some point and maybe they wanted to play on that whole how about a third chance thing for the Macarena maybe that's yeah. what building her up again to come back again when do you think that's going to happen so I, I kind of hung around yeah. to make sure to watch the preview for for the sixth episode which people listening will have probably already seen at this point um mm. And it was it didn't seem to be in there. So unless it happens in the seventh, I think it's either going to be the seventh or maybe it's like they're going to really do something a bit out there and do it like the episode before the finale. Maybe they're going to go all out and have all wow. the other queens come back and take on like the top three. I, I don't know because it should have happened by now. I feel like we're kind of even yeah. seeing the numbers. Or are we so there's, there's there there is thirteen queens. So after episode okay. six, six will be gone, seven will be left. So that sure. feels like a nice halfway point. Yeah. I think you're right. I think we're going to have one more episode and then we're going to get the, the twist episode. Yeah. And I'm really rooting for a girl group versus girl group. That's my, I'm, I'm offering that up to the drag gods. Please. I'll go for a la la rula pula And they're all goddamn RuPaul songs. We have to listen yeah, to them. Yeah, of course they will be. If I hear peanut butter one more <laughs> time. <laughs> 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 it must be silly because the jam don't shut up. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look that—that's it. They, those two episodes um, have have those two episodes changed. Who you think is going to win? Um, I mean, I still haven't really picked a front runner. I think Hornella is definitely further up there than I thought, and mm. um, 
Petita, I think, is still going to do pretty well in this competition. Um, Simply the Bestia is simply not being her bestia self, I don't mm. feel like. And I think she's due a really good week. She's fading. Or I'd be worried that she could go next. Um, What about you? How are you feeling about the whole situation? I definitely think Pink is it going to be in the final. Uh-huh. I'm really not rooting for her yet. Yeah. Um, there isn't really a front runner in the way that there was Sharon and Carmen Ferrara, which makes it interesting. Yes. And I find myself, like, I think Petita has had amazing runways. Mm. So she deserves a ball, but I don't think she deserves the acting challenge necessarily. So I'm kind of not really rooting to do front, front rows. I still find myself rooting for Clover. I'm so compelled by Visa, but I think her and Vanilla are very close to getting kicked out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, maybe Hornella is the dark horse. And don't forget, queens that have done badly on Snatch Game can still do really, really well. I mean, you've got your mm. Evie Godley's, your Brooklyn Heights, you know, the queens that kind of bomb Snatch Game completely that still manage to claw it back. And yeah. And get right up there and even win it. So Petita yeah. still is this hasn't, I don't think, destroyed her chances of taking no. still. And she's a hungry queen, I'm telling you. She she, she might is. she might do this. She might do this. What about yeah. going home next? Who do you think? Uh so what is next week again? Oh my god, what is next week? Uh we saw are, are they are they acting? Oh this is so annoying for anyone who's listening to this because they were like, yeah, I just watched it a minute ago. Oh, I'm so sorry that we're failing miserably. <laughs> I normally write in the corner of the end of my notes. Yeah, so I don't have it either. No. Um, well, I it's think... a really exciting episode next week. I can't wait for it. How about you? <laughs> I think Vanilla is going to go home. Vanilla, do you really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think I think it's Vanilla or Visa or simply the Bestia. All right, well, Charlie, thanks so much for joining me again to go Happy through you. these two. We'll chat in two weeks' time. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.